Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CLP Cinema Lounge Presents, and today, Marshall will be telling us the harrowing sto- story of passing a kidney stone. That's right. Oh. Soon to be a major motion film and children's book, Marshall and the Stone. Yes. And additionally, <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, Tetris, the new film directed oh, by yeah. John S. Baird, who also did yeah. recently Stan and Ollie, starring Taron Edgerton. And we're going to tell you what we think about it, if we think it's good or if we think it's terrible. Should and... you spend $5 on Apple TV? And then cancel it or just make a free subscription and then cancel it? We'll talk about that. And here in the, in this in, episode, in this episode, presenting the cinema, the cinema lounge, presenting, presenting cinema lounge. Go. Perfect introduction, it Ben. It was, it was good. It was everything I needed to be. I wasn't expecting you to come in with the start, but I really thought it was nice. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, there was silence, and you looked at me, and I, I I did it. It wasn't a lot of silence. I think it was still... I don't know if it was recording at the beginning, but if it was, I'll put that right here. <laughs> and from my recollection, I remember saying, okay, this is a CLP, so we have to do an intro. And you immediately went, okay, welcome, everyone, to oh, the Oh, were you not lunch. recording that? No, I was. Oh, yeah, I was just, I was prepared. I was ready. All right. It, uh, it was divine inspiration. Divine, divine. So Marshall, uh, were you willing to talk about your medical history on the episode today or? We could, we got, <clears throat> um, uh, like 30 minutes. You know, let's, let's save that one. A, a, juice, a juicy lounge. story for the end of the episode. Oh, oh we yeah. We can save it for next week when we got more time. But I want to, there needs to be a tease, I want there to be a tease. There was clickbait at the beginning, and now we're going to make you listen to our thoughts on Tetris. But now you will know that next week, (laughs) that you get to hear the story of The Stone. Okay, yeah. Romancing The Stone is the movie that we're going to talk about. (laughs) Can we? (laughs) I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I don't, we need to talk about it. It has to be something we love. Yeah, we have to be something that we love. But I love the story of you having a kidney stone. Yes. So, So, (laughs) something stone related, perhaps. Yeah, we'll get Sean Hayes in here and we'll do an episode of Hypochondriactor. Okay, I'm going to put my mic down for a second and um, talk about, I'm going to just Google stone related movies. If you want to start talking about Tetris. Okay. Um, welcome everyone to this Cinema Lounge Presents, the official podcast of The Great Scub Do, the YouTube channel we never touch. I'm Marshall, and with me today, as always, is Ben Herbal. Ben Herbal back again after a little short absence. We had yeah. Danny on last week doing uh, Seven Samurai. I think he did a pretty good job. Ben, I don't know if you listened to that one. It was I a fun episode. I haven't yet, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping he comes back again to, to, to talk more movies. I'm sure that he will. Um, but yeah, this week we are talking on Presents about Tetris. Came out this year, 2023, starring uh, Taron Edgerton. Uh, cinematography, Alwyn H. Kuchler. Ooh. The score is by Lauren Balfe, who's great. Kuchler. He's done a lot of stuff. He's done, most notably, probably uh, Parts of the Caribbean. You would recognize his work. Um, he did the first Pirates 
and all the themes and stuff. And then Hans Zimmer came in later, I believe. Uh, I might be totally wrong. The script um, is Noah Pink. It, so it, it, that is true. That's how the credit looks. It was kind of weird. Hans Zimmer was connected to the first one as well. Okay. Um, he Hans Zimmer came in and, and kind of finished it, but he was he was involved the entire time. It was kind of a weird situation. Man just puts his name on stuff. This guy was kind of an understudy for Hans Zimmer. Uh, yeah, anyway, but he came in and, and revamped it for the second Pirates. Anyway, it's kind of a weird story. Lauren Balfe has done a lot of stuff, though. Uh, you'd recognize if I had written down more stuff, a lot of the things he'd done. Cool. Um, I think he did Black Widow, which is not notable in any way, but for some reason that popped into my head. For some reason, it's just impossible to quickly find those sorts of things on IMDb. That's okay. I have it pulled up. Uh, directed by, like I said, John S. Baird, who most well-known at this point, but still kind of lesser known, uh, did the movie Stan and Ollie a few years ago. Mm. Good movie about uh, Laurel and Hardy. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. I saw it at the Ross. I enjoyed it. So, Tetris. Here's the description from IMDb. An enterprising game developer risks everything in a race to outmaneuver duplicitous insiders to negotiate a deal with Soviet Union bureaucrats for the international licensing rights to what would eventually become one of the most recognizable and widely played video games in history. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is based on a true story. Yep. Um, I did a little bit of research on how real it was, uh -huh. and it seems like for the most part, it's pretty true to life, except for like parts that were obviously heightened, like there's not a car chase that happened in real life like there is in the movie. Right. And we'll try to do, we'll do non-spoilers for a while, mm -hmm. but they're like, anytime it gets a little over the top, yeah, that was like further from reality than reality. But for the most part, pretty realistic. I could see why you would see the story and be like, dang, that would make a good movie or series. Yeah, it's, it's a little it's crazy. It's really fascinating. Yeah, it's yeah. really crazy, really fascinating. Lots of interesting politics going on. And I think a, a view into... Yeah, an interesting part of history, an interesting, um, you know, the, I think the politics behind it within the gaming industry is interesting from a historical point of view. Yeah, um, the idea of having to get console rights versus handheld rights versus right. arcade rights mm -hmm. and all of those being different depending on, like, I'm the, the person who, not it just distributes, I'm the one who makes this game in Japan. Yeah. And I'm the person who makes this game for handheld yeah. in wherever. Yeah. Like the granular differences there are really interesting. Yeah. And it makes me wonder how long that was the standard because I remember even up to like the mm -hmm. DS, like the DS version of a game being wildly different than yeah. a different console's version or even like PS2 to the contemporary, like the Xbox, you know, like yeah. completely different versions of the same game. I would love to dive into the history of this sometime, and I have a feeling there's probably fantastic books out there to recommend. I yeah. just don't have any of them. In fact, my review on Letterboxd for mm -hmm. this movie said, oh. one of the few times I wished there was a book instead of a movie. I understand that. There, There's so much interesting stuff here, but there was so much happening so fast, so many different things yes. jumping thing to thing. I was like, I just really actually want to read a book about this. Like there I, wasn't enough time to get across. It is such a crazy convoluted story yeah. that could only be real. 
but because of how specific and weird it is, mm -hmm. it is hard to get across in like just under two hours that this movie is. Yeah. And if they went longer, I think they would lose people. Right. Like that's the tough thing is yeah. I don't think that it's interesting enough to hold people for longer than that, but I don't know that that long is enough to really consume what's really even happening here. Yeah, and it's also tough because the story was, for me, the only thing keeping me there. Yeah, uh, everything was really standard. Yeah, If we're talking about script score, cinematography, performances, directing, visual effects, where it applies, there's probably visual effects, I don't know. I'm sure that they weren't actually in Moscow. How about this, how about all the graphics cutscenes, the little 8-bit graphics? I thought that was fun. Mm -hmm. And then there was one version of it. So what we're talking about is in the movie, they would, it, it starts out and they do a ton of exposition via Taron Edgerton's character, uh, Hank something. What's mm -hmm. his name? Roberts or something? Hank Rogers? Uh, Hank Rogers. H-E-N-K Yeah, because he's Dutch. Yeah. Hank Rogers. Mm -hmm. And it's him basically explaining the whole first half of the story mm -hmm. to his banker and trying to get a loan to be able to do all of this stuff with Tetris. I've been explaining how he was at CES, the Consumer Electronics mm -hmm. um, Convention, whatever. And he was trying to sell this crappy game that he was that he had made, saw Tetris and was like, holy cow, I need to get on top of this. Got the, he thought, got the rights to distribute Tetris in Japan which is where he lives, uh, which was confusing at first because he was in C he was at CES, which is in traditionally like South, you know, California, Southern California, I think San Francisco generally. Mm -hmm. And then, <clears throat> so I was like, oh, so yeah, I mean, this makes sense. And then he was in Japan at Nintendo headquarters. Yeah. I was like, wait, I was a little confused about locations, but they would do a little like, because it's moving so fast, they would do these little vignettes that were like 8-bit, 18-bit, 64-bit, whatever, mm -hmm. um, video game pixel art things, the like Indiana Jones travel by map type thing, except it's airplane in pixel art and you would have like 8-bit music. And I thought it was really fun actually, like for that really quick paced beginning and everything, mm -hmm. I actually liked it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Where it kind of lost me was there was parts where it would just like, it was like they put the Adobe mosaic effect on and did a mask over the top of like a car or a uh -huh. building and it just didn't look like pixel art at all. It just right. looked like weird, bad, like pixel mosaic, like literally a standard effect that I could do that I have used yeah. on this show. Like there's you've used some gestures at points that I've used oh, this effect yeah, on. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And it just looks weird and doesn't make sense. And also for the, what the movie is at that point didn't really make sense to me like why are we doing this weird like this is taking me out of it and it doesn't really add anything it just feels strange and then they also stopped doing all of those inserts for the most part after like the first 30 minutes and then it was just a really regular movie after that until it comes back at the end it's it's like to me when La La Land just suddenly forgets that it's a musical for the middle half of the movie and then it remembers at the end, oh yeah, we should do a song again because this is a musical. Yeah. That felt weird to me. Otherwise, I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was kind of all over the place. Before we get into Spoilerville, mm -hmm. I have a question. Okay. If someone doesn't already have Apple TV Plus or whatever the heck it's called. What's, is that what it's called? Apple TV Plus? 
Apple, yes, it is actually. Apple TV Plus. <coughs> yeah. Um, because the Apple TV is is the casting device, is the streaming device. Apple TV Plus is the subscription service. It's unnecessarily stupid. Anywho, if someone doesn't already have that, the app is just called TV, by the way. Oh, is it? Yep. Sweet. Extra confusing. <laughs> Do you have TV? Uh, so <laughs> let me just install TV real quick. Hey, well, honestly, it might make more sense than Max. Do you have Max? That's great. We will. Well, we don't. We don't need to get there. Yeah. Um, but if someone doesn't already have it, mm. Apple TV Plus TV. Correct. Apple TV Plus TV. Streaming device box TV digital device app. Computer device that I'm only able to get to work on my phone. Yeah. And for some reason, not on my laptop, which is also a Mac device. Are you serious? That's weird. The ecosystem has failed me. What's your question? That's really should is your is your do you want me to finish your question? Because I know what it is. Or no, do you want to say your do, question? Do people do people subscribe five bucks to watch Tetris? I don't know. I think if you, <laughs> <laughs> no, think, yeah, that's, that's a great answer to the question. All of that buildup yeah. of yes or no, no, maybe yeah. it could. You could. Here's what I, I think. I think if you have it because you're watching Ted Lasso. Yeah. Then I don't even know if I would tell you to watch it. Uh, like this is the, it's not bad. If you're looking for, it, this is for somebody who is out of all other content and is out of all other content. That, I, that makes it sound like it's worse than it is. I do. I would not put this at like in, in a, this is not a bad movie. No. This is 1000% passable. And it's, I would say this is a good movie. I thought that But that is all I would say. Okay. I don't even know if I would say it. It was fine. Yeah. It was interesting, literally, to me at least. It was interesting only because of the historical story. Yeah. Not, I mean, the writing was pretty bad. The yeah. acting was pretty fine. Yeah, the acting was okay. It felt it's very bad. bog standard, uh, like biopic. Sometimes yeah. it was bad. Some people were rough. Which I, it's, it's a weird thing where like, it takes place in the 80s because that's their true story. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of things like Stranger Things have really made, like, look at how much I'm so tired of the whole, look, it's the 80s. Look how fun and silly and look at the weird goofy haircuts we had and yeah. look at our bright, bright clothing. Yeah. This movie doesn't do that, which I wrote here, like, I'm so happy that we're not doing this reveling in the 80s thing because I'm so tired of it and it's so trite and uninteresting to me. I don't care. This right. just felt like uh, it, it looked like it was the 80s, but it didn't feel like they were trying to vomit like Van Halen at me. You know, it was just like, this is the era that it takes place in. And here we are. And part of that is because it's in the Soviet Union, where obviously it wasn't the same as it was in wherever Stranger Things takes place. Sure. But it still is not crazy over the top with that. And there were times where it felt like the acting was trying to lean into that like 80s thing, specifically yeah. with um, the son of the main guy. The one that the kept big getting boy. pissed every time they kept calling him by his first name. Yes. Yeah. Like that felt very John Hughes character. Like this, fe that felt like it was out of an 80s movie. But every single time they did that bit, every single time I was like, oh, that bit again? Like, uh like it's okay i don't know i i think this movie just really lacked identity like it almost like yeah. was like they told all the actors to be really cheesy and campy with it but then it like kind of tried to come off as a serious action thing sometimes or it's like or like as a serious historical thing sometimes but then also it was like silly and then we put in like the weird 8-bit graphics and but then like some of the acting just didn't play out as campy as they it just it felt more like they were just 
it was just bad. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Um, the cinematography I'm sorry, I may, was have had a, I may have not liked this movie as much as you did. I don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't love it. Like, if I have to say yes or no, I'm a very, very tentative yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would not say no to this. No. I don't think this is a bad movie. And yeah. I think it's unfair to call it a bad movie. Yeah. Because I've seen bad movies. Yeah. Sure. This is this is not it. Okay. Like, this... I, I don't know. Like, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Everything about it is fine. The script is fine. The cinematography is... It, fine you know they get the, the, there was cameras and they got video on them yeah the performances were fine yeah everyone was there and they did their performances and that was whatever did you like the score i that's the one thing that i was gonna say yeah i really enjoyed lauren balf and the way that he weaved the tetris theme song into okay. the score me too i like i think that might have been my favorite part i yeah. think that's so fun yeah the the one pushback i have against it is that like you said with all the 80s nostalgia things recently there's been a lot of 80s feel kind of scores and it feels yeah. kind of like some of those like it doesn't necessarily stand out outside of the synthesizer heavy kind of yeah. scores that are supposed to make you feel like 80s nostalgia but yeah i like i did like the way they weave the tetris theme in i think and then it doesn't fully come in until the there's a scene at the end where it gets crazy and then it's like the full-on klezmer clarinet all the way russian theme song yeah yeah is really feel, yeah yeah and it is like the other yeah, russiany yeah. yeah yeah and yeah, that's yeah. like it's just, I feel like you have to do that hmm. because if anything about Tetris is well known by the public, you would recognize the song. Right. Because that is like one of the more iconic, like it, I would put it maybe number two to Mario Brothers hmm. in just iconic video game theme songs of all time. Yeah. It's so good. Especially and for so much of the population. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I think it's interesting how musically interesting it is. Like Super Mario is very weirdly if you look at it critically kind of latin based and mm. the way that it's constructed and everything and the, i think the composer i can't remember his name has even talked about latin dance music of the time as kind of like or latin jazz as the inspiration for the original mario theme and if you listen back to it and think with about that in your head you can really hear that mm. and this the tetris theme is very russian like you can really feel like the 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 Rasputin dance with the bottles on the head and yeah. everything. Bam ba da 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 Like it's yeah. so good. There's a version that there's a group called the Video Game Orchestra or whatever I've heard on of Spotify. Them. Yeah. They do a version of it. I think it's them that does a version. I'll put a link in the description of the episode that is so good it's a mm. full orchestral version and they go full russian with it they get a klezmer clarinet that does a crazy solo Sweet. and it just is genuinely so fun and it's so good yeah. and it's really cool how like those old video game scores were really musically interesting if you take any of those and then turn them into a full orchestration they work as well as a modern score sure the same group did stuff with like uh, super mario world and the disparate themes in that. And it's so fun and it's so good. Hmm. So, I mean, if there's anything I'm enthusiastic about, it's the music. But unfortunately, this movie didn't make the music. Right. So, yeah. I can't really give him points for that. Um, Lauren Balf. Yeah. It's kind of gone off this year while we're on the topic. Um, He's done a lot recently, of Recently, Tetris. Yep. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah. Which uh, I do want to talk about on the show still, if we are able to. Yeah. Black Adam. 
And more, uh, also a bigger thing more recently, Ticket to Paradise. Oh, I want to watch and, that. That's on Prime. I want to watch that. And Ambulance also more Ugh. recently. Dude, I would love to talk about Ambulance on this. I loved Ambulance. Are you kidding me? Did you me? see it? No. We should watch it. It's awesome. Okay, can we... This If we're going to do a live commentary for anything, I want it to be for a Michael Bay movie. It is... The it is Michael Bay doing a Michael Bay movie. Oh my! It gosh. is awesome. You would on your TV, freaking right in front of you. Yeah, huge. It's I would I saw it in theaters. I went in with such low expectations. It was awesome. Like oh, I would like fully recommend it to everybody. When I saw this, this is my next. If next time I get to pick a movie, is Ambulance. It seemed so ridiculous to me when I saw the trailer. It is, and it's like we're brothers for some reason or somehow. I don't know mm. how that works exactly. Mm. And we're robbing this bank, and that's what the movie's about. And then the trailer gets a little bit further along, and it's like, no, actually, one of us is hurt, and we're in this ambulance, and we're driving. And Isaac Gonzalez is a uh, a paramedic in full makeup, and yep. she's doing her job here. And she's like, you're not going to stop this ambulance because I have to take care of this man or whatever. And like, what do you like? It's so we can't stop the ambulance because the the we got to keep the ambulance going. This is ambulance. I don't get it. It's freaking awesome. This is what we do. Yeah. This is the triple feature. What? We watch ambulance. Yes. We watch airplane. Okay. And then we watch planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah, everything with the... Yeah, yeah cover, cover all of our bases. I guess you need a train movie, though, to really... Then it's a quadruple feature. Thomas the Train. So you need... Now, isn't the... T Neil, Liam Neeson... Oh, oh, oh uh, Train to Busan. Great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Are we only choosing... We're choosing two good movies then? Ambulance and Train to Busan? <laughs> Just kidding. I love Airplane. Wow. Oh, boy. Three good movies. Can't. I was talking... Oh, no. I wasn't saying Airplane. What? What did you say? Did I say Airplane? You said Airplane. I didn't mean Airplane. I meant... <laughs> no, there's a Jerry Butler. Gerard Butler just did a movie called Plane. What? Yes. It's just called Plane. P-L-A-N... P-L-A-N... Like an airplane. Oh, no. Is yeah. Is just a classic Gerard Butler doing his yep. one movie that he does? I'm excited to that's, watch it. That's dope, I guess. Um, I was talking to... I think I was talking to Dan Rush. And he was talking about how he saw... Oh, no. It was... Um, Michael... Michael Bear okay. was talking about how the first time... Or someone, he had not seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles before. Okay. And someone else in his family had seen it. They watched it on TV. Okay. And they're like, this movie's great. Oh, this is hilarious. I uh -huh, love this. Uh -huh. So they go to like Thanksgiving dinner and they're like, guys, this is a Thanksgiving movie. We should watch it together. The yes. whole family. Yeah. Grandma, uh -huh, everybody, come uh -huh. and watch this movie. And then they, you know, rent it or something. So it's, you know, the full movie. Sure. Not the cut down for TV PG-13 version. Right. And Steve Martin goes up to the lady at the... This is, there's a little more profanity and stuff than usual. You're like, oh, I guess this is a little weird. So this person's a little more uncomfortable. They're like, I introduced this to the family. I don't know. And then, of course, Steve Martin goes to rent the car. And you get this iconic scene. And it's just like apparently abject terror on this person's face why, now why of like I, I've oh no everybody <laughs> which is just delightful and hilarious to me Super i fun. cannot imagine watching the tv version and just watching steve martin walk up to this woman right. and then they cut 
and now they're in a car. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like how from? did this work? Right. It's very good. Um, if you know, you know. And if you don't know, watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles so, with subtitles with your family. Subtitles? Um, yeah, just so everyone is really clear. Oh, uh, yeah, of what words are being used. Yeah. That's sweet. So, Tetris. Tetris. Let's see what notes I have here. I said the video game footage and cutaways could easily have been cheesy, but I enjoyed them. And then they got to a point later I was like, nah, it's a little much now. Uh, oh, I, I made sure to note that one of my favorite games of all time is not Tetris. Why did you note that specifically? Because it's a great game. What? Not Tetris. Not Tetris? Is there an actual game called Not Tetris? Yes, there is. Oh! Haha, <laughs> word game. Would you like to know what it is? Yes, please. So Not Tetris is a game that I don't remember how I found it, but it's just like a Java game that you can download off the internet. Not Tetris 2, stab yourself. There's a sequel? Uh, yeah, dude. Show it oh to me! Oh my gosh. It's just Tetris, except that the pieces don't flip at a right angle. They just continually move. Yeah, so it creates a jumble, and then you get a Tetris via... Um, I've been saying via a lot. Hmm. Um, it, the kidney stone. When it gets enough... You via yeah, I guess. Urethra. When it builds up enough pressure, then it cuts instead of a regular Tetris. That's funny. And then you get like bits and pieces left over. Perhaps not I've Tetris gotten really good at it. is like the non-Flash version of it. I don't know. Not Tetris is a cross-platform game made with love. I don't know. Physics engine to Tetris gameplay. Uh, it was the first one. Was the first one to Flash thing? Because Flash is dead now. R.I.P. I don't know. I have. It's a game on my computer. Windows, Linux, OS X. Interesting. I don't know, but I love it, and it's one of my favorite games ever. And you should all look for it. Okay. Um, general trivia. Earlier in the movie. Oh, should we say spoilers? By the way. Oh yeah, spoilers. Uh, people have to know at this point. Yeah, I know, spoilers. but spoilers, spoilers because I've got trivia here. I guess. Okay. Spoilers. Um, it's good. The car chase scene doesn't happen in real life. I don't know if the KGB actually threatened Alexi's children. They did actually become really good friends in oh, real life, which okay. is really cool. Yeah, and they cool. co-run to this day the Tetris company. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. That's it's really cool. cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Sweet. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here's, you want to know some trivia? Yeah. Oh, there's an interesting piece of trivia that you're going to love. Okay, go. Uh, this is not that one. Okay. Early in the movie, <laughs> early in the movie, Hank talks about when he sleeps, he can still see the Tetris pieces in his dreams. Yeah. This is actually a real phenomenon called the Tetris effect, also the name of a recent Tetris game. The term was coined by journalist Jeffrey Goldsmith in 1994 to describe when something that one focuses on for extended periods of time starts appearing in their thoughts, perceptions, and dreams. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I don't that know what the game has to do with that necessarily. Huh. The game was, I think, like a rhythm game almost, if I remember right, which would kind of lead to that of like these things coming at you and everything. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to leave that special one for last for you because okay. it's very good. Okay, okay. Um, to prevent the project from being thought of as a kid's movie, an easy mistake to make. And, you know, like there was some like Sausage Party is the iconic yeah. thing of like, it looks like it's a kid's movie and then you show up and these really, hot dogs really are having sex with each other or something. Yeah, right. Um, to prevent the project from being thought of as a kid's movie by being rated uh, G, are you? Oh, be rated U for no material likely to offend or harm, the British equivalent of a G rating. Mm -hmm. Noah Pink intentionally added profanity to the script. Nice. <laughs> That's <laughs> that is very kind fun. of funny. That's yeah. a clutch move. Yeah. Um, here's one extra one before the special one. 
The real life Hank Rogers, now 61, is currently the managing director of the Tetris Company, which he co-owns with Alexei Pajitnov. The company was founded in 1996 and handles all the Tetris rights. The real Rogers met with the movie director John S. Baird while the Tetris film was being made, and even attended the movie's premiere at the 2023 South by Southwest Film Festival in March. Do you want to know the kind of crazy? Yeah, please do. Um, this is a historical thing, so you'll like this. Okay. Robert Maxwell, the entertainment tycoon in this movie, who you eventually find out is broke, and that's the reason that they haven't actually yeah, paid for these things. Stealing and stuff money like that. from his employees and uh, taking out their pension. And exactly, that. and like, there's that scene where they're like shredding documents, and they're like, "We're just getting rid of old things." Yeah. No, like, nothing to see. Yeah. Okay. Also, their accent was weird. Anyway, keep going. Well, he's that's is his he accent. British? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That guy's got he's an iconic British voice. Which you is, fool. What? You'd recognize him if you saw him not you in a big fat what's, thing. What is that? What? Huh? That's just me calling you a fool for oh, not recognizing Oh, I thought, that, I thought you voice. were giving an example of, of his his voice, like no. an iconic voice line. Or you're something. a fool. Okay, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. It's okay, man. I still love you. <sighs> just breathe. Keep going. Okay. Robert Maxwell is the father of nine children, one of whom is Gislaine Maxwell. What? Gislaine Maxwell was found guilty of child sex trafficking in connection with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. They were like, you know, wow. the two people. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. That adds up somehow. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. What an ins insane wrinkle to add to all yeah, of this. Yeah, what a weird connection. Huh. Well, that makes me reconsider everything. No, yeah. not really, though. It's just kind of crazy. Eh, yeah, it makes sense. Like, father like daughter. Kind of. Yeah. Little different. Like Kevin like sister. Yeah. What? So, so wow, that's the movie. I, I didn't ever think we were talking about Jeffrey Epstein on the pod, and here we are. Well, he's out there. No. So. <laughs> Don't even. What do you mean? He's listening. Oh, God. He's a big fan of the show. Yeah, he better not be. I will, if, if it turns out that he ever listened to an episode of the show, I... I'm not happy about it. The, yeah, I guess not. I would I'm like... Not, I'm making this show for one audience. And Eric? Eric Keel. And if it just so happens to be that... Uh, I can't even say his name. I can't even say Who? J.E. What? I'm so sorry. Oh my gosh. I said it. That's the movie, Ben. Yeah. Um, yes or no? No. Wow. This is my experience. I can feel it coming on. <sighs> yeah, me too. Um, here's what I think you could do if you were interested in it. Go read the Wikipedia page. This movie, to me, yeah. felt like the Wikipedia page. It yeah. felt to me like they read the Wikipedia page and then they they had ChatGPT turn it into a script. Yeah. Like, it, every single time it cuts to a different scene, it's like, whoa, why are we here? It's almost like you had a new heading in the Wikipedia entry. Like, yeah. oh, well, we have to include the part where he talks to this guy. Oh, we have to include the part where he talks to this guy. Like, yeah. jump, jump, jump. <sighs> And I get that there's a lot of story and it did literally take place in a lot of different locations. It just didn't work. It just wasn't working for me. And so it's a no. Which I... is sad because I, I like the story a lot. Yeah. I really like the story and I think it was fun. I think the movie is pretty fun. I think it's pretty ridiculous. The con I saw the trailer and I was like, ha ha, this looks like a really fun romp through the world yeah. of Tetris. And it just like, it didn't have enough identity for me. It wasn't silly enough. It That's what I think it enough. should have done. It just should have been so ridiculous 
and silly. It should have been like the Weird Al movie. The yes. Weird Al biopic where none of it was really what happened Which with Weird Al. Which I still really want to see. I really, yeah. Yeah, if this then that, let's go see that and see if it fits. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was just... If not, the, oh, there's a fox in the backyard. Oh my God. Look at that. Wow, everyone says they're so cute. And that thing's kind of nasty. Is it just sitting there? No, it's, it's sniffing, sniffing. Take body. a picture, take a picture. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. If Laura listens to this and we didn't take a picture, um, take a better picture. Uh, if only its butt is out, dude. She'll Maybe like it. I gotta go. <laughs> Oof, I don't want Zazu to freak out if I she sees that thing. I can't get an angle. Oh, it's eating something. Oh my gosh, what's eating? Zazu's poop? Hopefully. Oh, dandelions. That's weird. I didn't know they were omnivorous. Well, Zazu eats them too. Bye, Fox. I want to take a selfie. Bye. I mean, I guess it's kind of cute. We'll post this on the Instagram on Wednesday. Should I get a video? Oh, it's trying to figure out how to- Oh my god, it climbed your fence! Did Holy it really? Man. Look at it! Bye! I can't see it. Oh, well, it just jumped up your seven foot fence. Seven foot, it's not seven foot. No. It's like five foot. Yeah. That's great. Well, well, that was cool. That was a big guy. Yeah, and maybe girl, I'm not good at sexing foxes. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's the term. You gotta figure, it's to sex. To determine <laughs> the sex of the fox. Yeah, um, I would Foxy, say Foxy I would say, an, like I said earlier, an extremely tentative yes. Mm -hmm. I think it's fine. Um, I think what they should have done is just take it more over the top, more ridiculous. Yeah. Because there were some scenes in this that were kind of funny. Yeah. That if you just take it further, like it was really funny when the guy at Elorg kept going from room to room. With, they could have really played up like they've got different guys in different rooms and he's playing both sides. Yeah. But he's not even really playing both sides. He's just like not giving either of them enough information to understand what's happening. Right. And, it's, and that's very funny. If you play that up and you get comedic actors in there to do that, mm -hmm. that could be hilarious. Yeah. The same thing like when they introduced the Game Boy to Hank. Yeah. That's a funny scene. Like it's kind of weird and goofy. Like the way that they framed that, I don't know if they actually have this like Zoolander room you know where like what is this a, a center for ants like that's yeah. what that scene looks like to me yes and it's like that they should play that stuff up right like i it's this story is a little too inherently silly to yeah. make a very serious movie about yes. it yes it's so in it's such an in-between you can't do a hidden figures with it no you it it's not like an untold story that is serious but it's also like a well-known enough um product a well-known enough ip yeah that you also can't do like a, bi a big short with it you know yeah. like i think like the big short handles more of the that line between the comedy and the serious well it's thinking about one of the most famous products in intense intellectual properties which is the recession yeah of 2008. Ah, ah yes <laughs> but you know what i'm saying though like i, I think don't know. it was weird i don't know i, I don't think know like the what was i gonna say ben the interesting thing is that, like, if you really do think about it, this whole event with Tetris, in a way, like, they they, they talk about it as, like, this is the end of the Soviet Union. Uh -huh. And they, it, they play it as a joke, but if you think about it in historical context, that kind of holds up as reality. Yeah, it fits into the greater narrative of yeah. the economy of the USSR and the economy of the, yeah. the West. And, like, know? the whole... It's just interesting that you could have taken that angle. 
but they played that as a joke. Yeah. And they could have done this. And they don't do that quite as well. They do so many different things and they never fully commit to any one of these ideas. Yeah. That's why I think it's a barely a yes for me and it's a no for you. Yeah. So speaking of that, yeah, go ahead. if this, then that, uh-huh. you've mentioned one of these things. The Big Short, was, I've not seen it, but it's one that I would, I haven't seen any of the movies that I'm suggesting. Yeah, go, go, nice. But I'm, I've heard that they're all quite good. Okay. The Big Short is one that I would suggest as like a true story of a thing and you can see it's entertaining and funny and whatever. Yeah, sure. If you're hearing dog, it's because Zazu is in here as well. It's Hello, Bryce's dog. dog. Hello. Bryce from episode whatever of Jurassic Park. You want to come say something, doggy? Say something for the camera. Thank you, Zazi. Okay. Uh, the other one I would suggest is fresh and brand new is Air. The story oh, yeah. of how they got Michael Jordan's shoes. That would be very fun. I also haven't seen it yet. I, I would love to compare the really two. It looks really good. I would, I would love to compare the two. It'll yeah. also, like, if it's really successful, it'll change how movies are made. And I'm really excited about that. Wow. I heard that it's, like, okay. It's, like, close to being really great. Yeah. That's what I expect from it. Mm-hmm. But I hope that it makes money. Yeah. Because I want the model that it's using to be the model going Which is forward. what? Basic is so it's being made by Ben Affleck uh-huh. and Matt Damon's company that they've uh-huh. just founded called Artist Equity, uh-huh. which essentially is there is a budget and it is set, and th- any amount that we go over is coming out of our pockets. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Everybody, our everybody's uh-huh. pockets. So if but at the same time, there's no overrun. So if you go, do really well, those profits go it's into everyone's oh, cool. pockets, oh, nice. including. The crew, crew. Uh-huh. the gaffer, the guy who's putting tape, the second assistant AD, like oh, all of this different stuff. Oh, nice. And that's really cool. Yeah. So you get this major incentive to do your job really, really, really well, well. Yeah. Because you don't want to go over. You want to make the best movie you can. And for the next movie, you want to get recommended to somebody who works really hard. Yes. Like I, I yeah, I, I want to end up on the, the big time movie next time. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. As opposed to... I'm here as long as the union says I am. Yeah, right. And sorry, like, yep. That's what I think is cool. And the last one, I don't think is out yet, is, uh, but I've heard is good, Blackberry. The story of the Blackberry, starring Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, cool. Dennis. Wow. That's fun. I was just talking to my students about Blackberries the other day because we watched a clip of the Obama White House from yeah. 2009. And they were like, and what are those? No, well, I had to say, I said, that's what they, they said when they, they all, air. they were putting, they were all, everybody at the cabinet meeting was turning their phones in and they were like, uh oh, someone ran off without their Blackberry. And I was like, paused it. Like, Do any of you remember Blackberries? Like, yeah. wow. What a, what a, pop culture status symbol that was. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the movie kind of, it, it digs into that idea of like marketing towards the idea of something being fancy and nice, which then artificially made it that way. Mm. The same way that like lobster used to be the thing that they gave to friggin' peasants because it was, they had an abundance of it. Yeah. And then it only became a delicacy once they had to try to ship it into the inside of the United States. That's funny. And you, it's so hard to prepare them. That's why there would be lobster tanks uh-huh. is because the moment they're dead, you got to cook them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that is this <sighs> artificial uh-huh. kind of creating scarcity and stuff like that. Right. Huh. Okay. It's interesting to me. The same way that like Facebook is like, we're only at universities and then it became this exclusive club. Right. Hmm. So I guess you could also kind of suggest the social network here. I don't think it would quite fit the feeling. Yeah. But that's okay. Sure. Eh. Well, Ben, this has been the episode. Been I hope that you enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to the show. 
I hope you enjoyed it, Eric. And if you didn't, sorry. Leave me alone. Sheesh. Tune in next time for the story about Marshall Stone. Check out my stones. And we're going to talk about that next week, just like we talk about whatever movie we're going to talk about next week. We don't know what it's going to be. Okay, I know it's not a stone, but I've been saying for a while we need to watch all of the Dwayne the Rock Johnson movies. And he's I swear you've said that two times. You said that last time as though you framed it like you had said it a hundred times to me. And I swear you've never said it. I think it's probably the fourth or fifth time. You're so serious about this, and I I cannot... I I swear I've never had that conversation with you before in my life. All right. Play back the episodes. I'm gonna ask ChatGPT if Ben Apple has ever talked about um, about Dwayne the Rock Johnson on on the thing. Why don't we? Hey, you hey, wait a second. I'm sorry. I know we just closed up the episode here. I'm I don't s- want to ask ChatGPT no. what we. No, 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 no. Listen to this. My freaking brother yeah. has an IMDb page now. <laughs> what? Isn't that nuts? Why? Because he's a host of Hill Versity Radio. So am I. You're what? <laughs> No, you're not. No, I'm not. But anyway, so maybe that can be our new our new goal. Get on IMDb. One day we get on IMDb. We got to get our SAG cards and do like a commercial. <laughs> and then we'll be on IMDb. Perfect. All right. I have we'll a delivery the on the way. Follow us on our path to IMDb. Tune in next week for a movie. The path to IMDb. <laughs> yeah, we'll watch something next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Check us out on the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, at Imperish underscore art on Instagram, at Cinema Lounge Pod on Instagram and Facebook. <sighs> Find all this stuff. It's cool. It's cool. We're cool. Discord. I posted in Discord this week, or last week, and this week. We, there we, we were late. We didn't have an episode last week. Where did I post that, Ben? I don't know. Discord? On Instagram and on Discord. Whoa. <clears throat> That's right. If you wanted to know that and you were like, where's the episode? Get on one of those yeah, things, you idiot. You want to use a use a, a, a emoji of me? Yeah. Get on Discord. Yeah, he's doing a pose. There's a pose. Go we're look not going to tell it. you what it is until you get on there and find out. That's right. It could be a really cool pose. It could be a really cool pose. <laughs> if you know what I mean. It could be a really boring one, too. Okay, I think we should be done. Thanks, everyone. I've been Marshall. I've been. Ben.